Boy, I don't know about you, but I spent so much time at home channeling Marie Kondo because of the pandemic. I mean, every drawer, every closet, every room in my home is completely organized. So I thought, hey, let's tackle your digital life. All those devices, the settings, the features and the gotchas that you know are just a complete mess. So in this Kim Commando Explains podcast, we're going to cover the most important ways to clean it all the right way. Your browser history. Okay, I know there may be one or two things that you'd rather admit that you never looked at. Or how about duplicate photos? Hmm, yes, raise your hand. You have a ton. And we're going to get all that tech all nice and shiny, just like it was when you first got it. Because we're talking about some insider secrets to doing a complete tech spring cleaning. Maybe not even in the spring. Yeah, I know. I hate it too, because those darn things, they bounce all over the place. So stay right where you are. All right, you got it. This is Kim Commando Explains, and joining me is Ali Seligman. She's our amazing content queen over at commando.com. And, of course, you know Ben Bradley. He's our trusty news director and our bonafide battery guy. Yes, if it has a battery, he just loves it. And we're going to be talking about things that you won't find in any tech user manual. I mean, how can I make such a bold statement? Well, simply, there are no more tech user manuals, right? You just have to know these things. Like, for example, you shouldn't turn the volume on your smart speaker up to maximum. I mean, that's just sound advice. So we're going to kick it off and talk about all your browser settings, all that junk and muck that is just sitting there waiting for somebody to know exactly what you're doing. And Allie... Tell us what we need to do to declutter it. Oh, there is a lot of junk in there. You're right. And yes, some of it is history. And maybe for your privacy, if somebody else is using your computer, you don't want them seeing every little thing that you've searched for. There's also all the cookies and the cache and all those files. Okay, I want to get us all on the same page really quick. Cache. We hear this all the time. And Kim... Ben, I know you know what it is. It's not money, right? It's not money? It's not money. Oh, come on. No, it's much less fun than that. So what happens when you go to a website is all these files and scripts and images and videos and all kinds of data are downloaded right onto your computer and your browser stores that and those are the cached files. And so that means when you go back to a website, it will load a little faster, but it's also all this junk cluttering up in your browser. And then there are cookies, which... Sounds delicious, but no, again, not so fun. Uh, Cash and cookies, right? But in this case, cookies are these little text files that contain all this info about you and what you do on the internet. So every now and then you want to go through and wipe this stuff out. I'm just going to give steps for a couple of the most popular. If you're on a Windows computer, there's a good chance that you're using Chrome. So go to Chrome. You're going to click the little more button. It's those three dots. And then go to more tools, clear browsing data. Pretty simple. Okay, so that's really simple. I mean, so as somebody's listened to a podcast, I mean, they should be able to remember this, right, Allie? So say it one more time. Open Chrome. You're going to click the little three-dot menu and then go to More, click More Tools, and then Clear Browsing Data. And luckily for you, if you can't remember or, you know, maybe get to the end of the podcast and you said, oh, I forgot to write that down. That's okay. If you go to commando.com with a K uh, and search Clear Cache, you'll find steps for these two. Now, you have to spell cash the right way. That's (laughs) C-A-C-H-E, right? I mean, even though when you think about it, guys, cash is valuable to all these third-party marketeers, right? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like money. 
Well, and they'd rather you, you're baking these cookies all day long, right? But when you do this, when you do these steps, it gets rid of the cookies too. Um, in Safari, it's actually a little more complicated. There are lots of steps. So in Safari, you're going to open your preferences and go to privacy and then manage data. Um, there, you're going to see the list of all the websites where you have cache data, cookies, all that stuff. And you can either go through one by one and remove them, or you can just click remove all, which is what I recommend. Just get a clean start, get a fresh start. Um, and when you do this, yes, your browser history will be wiped out too, but I think you should go a step further. Um, you probably have a Google account and if you haven't set up your account to auto delete all your searches after a certain amount of time, you really need to go in and do it. So just go to your Google account and it's, it's pretty simple to walk through the steps. Um, I keep mine at three months, but you can do everything from three months up to 18 months. And then you can just have that peace of mind that even if I forget, all this stuff's going to be gone in a few months anyway. Now, the browser will do the same thing. I mean, if you're using Safari, you can have it remove the history items. You can also set how often Safari is going to delete your browsing history. It ranges from once per year to every single day. Also, Firefox, right? You can delete your entire browser history automatically every time you close that browser. So there are these various options. Yeah, it's really useful. You can customize it to whatever you want. And luckily now, you know, back in the day, it was like, okay, Firefox has really good privacy, but the rest, eh, not so much. But now all the browsers have some pretty good privacy features. You just have to know where to find them and, you know, actually take the time to go in and turn them on. Thank you, Allie. Now, Ben, you've been awfully silent over there. I mean, what's going on? Are you like playing like solitaire or something or Fortnite? No, I'm thinking about Ethernet cables and Knocking holes into walls. Is that what you're doing? Well, not at the moment, but it will be later this week. So I'm in the process and I've, it's one of those things I've put off for months. I've been meaning to just revamp the whole home network. I've got, you know, Google Nest Wi-Fi mesh system, which is fine, but you know, you, you don't always get the right signal depending on the walls. So I've decided I'm going to, you know, run some ethernet cables, connect them all, fix the Wi-Fi that way. And, you know, that's what kind of gave me the idea for, well, if you're going to do that, you really just need to make sure everything with your whole network security is good to go. See, now this is an interesting thing because a lot of folks, they have really bad Wi-Fi. And so they buy all these repeaters, the extenders, and then they still have bad Wi-Fi. When in reality, if you have bad Wi-Fi, if you can string some cable... Okay, I know it sounds really old school, but it does work. And so like, for example, I'm building a new house and I already told you guys this answer, so you don't have to pretend you don't know. But I have an ungodly <laughs> amount of Cat6 cable going all throughout this house. I was talking to the installer guy the other day and he asked me, he goes, Kim, how many miles of Cat6 cable do you think we are putting in this house? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I said like... <sighs> 5,000 feet, 4,000 feet, and it's 126 miles. Okay, that is just ridiculous. Okay, it is ridiculous. But one of the things that was really cute is that Carrie, you guys know Carrie, he's yeah. our building manager, and he was holding this thing up to the wall. And I said, I said, oh, Carrie, I said, you're like a stud finder. And he said, well, I used to be a stud finder, but not anymore. <laughs> Aw, Carrie. Right, so you were talking about your router and like, for example, like where'd the Wi-Fi go? I mean, it went data way, right? Uh, I mean, so yeah. what do we... So what do we have to know about our router and getting rid of all the junk that's in there? 
Well, I mean, it, there's a few things that's that's really good. You know, you got to make sure the whole thing is secure. You need to make sure that you're running the latest firmware. And, you know, that's all that all happens through your router's admin controls, which, you know, a lot of times you have to go to your computer, you log into this IP address, which a lot of them have this default, not, you know, depending on which brand you have, like 192.168.0.1 is a pretty typical you know, login page for routers. Which nobody remembered right after you said it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so basically what happens, instead of you going and typing in like www. whatever it is you were to go on to go.com, is you type in this number. Right. And so, and the, the number is readily available on the internet, as is the admin, as is the password, which is why it's always a good idea to change your password on your router because, hey, it's on the internet and everybody knows. Exactly. And when you're in there, you make sure that you're running the latest firmware. And if the company offers it, and most of them do now, make sure you're set to automatic updates. So it's good to check, but you don't have to just wonder if you're running the latest, you know, security updates, things like that. And another thing that uh, we've talked about before is testing your router's firewall. You know, while you're in those controls, uh, you make sure that the firewall is enabled, and then you can go to, uh, it's a site we've covered before on commando.com. It's called Shields Up, that you can have it scan your firewall to make sure that your ports aren't exposed and vulnerable to, to attack. Um, another thing, while you're still there, like Kim said, check your password. Make sure that you've got encryption turned on, either what's the, uh, the current standard WPA2 or the new standard WPA3. And if you don't see those options, it's an older router and you just really need to upgrade anyway. And, you know, that's and it comes down to the basic check. And you can usually do this from an app if you have a, a modern router. Look at all the devices that you have connected to your router or that at one time have been connected. And if you start seeing random, you know, phones for people who may have come and gone, delete anything you don't recognize. You know, just in case, even though it's probably somebody you gave the Wi-Fi password to, Delete those devices. But like I said, in the process of revamping everything, and one of the things, if you do need to upgrade your router, like let's say you don't have that security, buy your own as opposed to renting it from your ISP. It will pay Good for point. itself. And, yes. And the, and the modem too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Keep because them you're separate. just wasting it. And if you don't know what a Doxis 3 modem is and what type of router you should be getting, and you sat there and said, boy, that sounds like a line I should use at a, a bar. Like, who, baby, your ports look like they might be open. <laughs> uh, you need to hit commando.com. And there we have uh, full buying guides for routers and modems. Yes. And just so you know, I have a Doxis 3.1 modem coming today. Ooh, Ooh, it's a big day in the Bradley household. Oh, I'm sure you have like that UPS truck on like automatic updates. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. a block away. Just a ding, yeah, just to push <laughs> to, to my phone. God, he's such a geek. But we love you, Ben. All right, let's talk about duplicate photos because so many of us take so many photos, right? I mean, it's so easy to shoot, upload, copy. And they're so handy, especially if you grew up like lugging rolls of film around to the one hour photo lab. You remember those? Yep. All right. The downside is you end up with all these copies of the same picture because why take one when you can take 12? So the trick is to delete all these redundant photos without losing the original. 
And that's why you want to use a tool, a special tool for this. It's called Remote Duplicate Photos Remover. And it's fabulous. It filters through your entire photo collection in search of all these double takes. And it works with Android and iPhones. Again, if you don't remember any of these names, just go ahead and search a key phrase like here, like remove duplicate photos over at commando.com. And when you start thinking about a duplicate photos, I mean, you know, some people are saying, you know, we want equal rights for duplicates. I mean, clones are people too. Ooh, I know. <laughs> All right. Talk about <laughs> removing. Um, the more online accounts you have, the more at risk you have when the hackers come calling. Right. So with a new data breach around every single corner, what's in demand, right? Your usernames and your passwords. So what you should do every once in a while is go out and delete your unwanted accounts. Now, sometimes it's not always easy. It's like Pinterest, Evernote, nearly impossible to erase your digital life. I mean, Ali, you put together this great list of places where you set up an account and it's like the Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never leave, right? Do you remember what some of those sites are? Well, and here's one that most of us have or have probably had at one point, Netflix. You can't actually delete your account. Uh, The same goes with Wikipedia, Pinterest, Steam, if you're a gamer, um, edX, which is, you know, an education learning site, Evernote. So there's a whole big list on the site of these nine, but yeah, it's a really good point that if you are making an account somewhere, it's not always easy or even the possible don't to actually get rid of it. don't want you to delete your account. So what they do is they hide all of their delete links, meaning that you have to dig pretty deep to find them. And that's where this great site comes in, justdelete.me. It has a directory of links to get rid of hundreds of various accounts, and it makes deleting the old accounts a lot easier. But as Ali so astutely just mentioned, that there are some accounts that when you make them, no matter what you do, you are stuck with them. So stay right where you are. Coming up, we're going to talk about how to physically get rid of the junk, the grime, the dirt, and the poo-poo. Well, hopefully not that. <laughs> and just a quick reminder is that if you haven't signed up for the current newsletter of ours, oh, what's wrong with you? Okay, this is tech news to keep you up to date. Five minutes or less delivered to your inbox twice a week. Absolutely free. No ads. You're just going to love it. And you can join over 50,000 folks that are getting it right now. So head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. That's thecurrentnewsletter.com. Stay right where you are. we got a lot more coming up. Hey, this is Kim Commando Explains. It's Kim and Allie and Ben. We're talking about cleaning your tech. Now we're going to go into the physical stuff, as I mentioned, the gunk, the grime, the dirt, and maybe even the poo-poo. Yeah, it's on your phone. I know. But I'm going to go ahead and start with your TV. Well, really, your TV remote. Because a lot of people, they forget to clean the TV remote. When you think about the remote, um, yucky. I mean, everyone in your family touches that remote. So let that just sink in for just a second. That means there are germs all over your remote <laughs> from everyone who just ate. They went potty. They didn't wash their hands. Uh, Maybe somebody's sick and they handle it and you don't know how many times it's been dropped. It's been slobbered on by pets, lost in the dirty couch. So your remote control is one place where a little bit of liquid is safe to use. You don't want, of course, submerge it in water, but mixing some neutral detergent diluted with waters, it's a good way to clear up all the oil and dirt from your remote. Then you can just use a soft cloth to wipe the remote and pay close attention to the sensors because because they can easily communicate with your TV. And true story, I had somebody email me the other day and they said, you know, the remote stopped working. We tried this, this, and this. And then I had some time and I wrote him back. I said, did you try to clean it? 
And the guy wrote me back and he's like, you are the digital goddess. You are. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. To clean your TV screen, you want to use a dry, soft cloth, a microfiber cloth. You wipe it, get rid of the dust and the debris. If you have an LCD TV, make sure you press gently when wiping because the liquid crystal screen is going to get pushed down if you're too rough. Then you get those dark spots. So turn your TV off and that's going to fix the issue. But Go ahead and keep your TV off while you dust it to keep it from happening in the first place. And one of the things that I really like are those Windex electronics wipes. Those are phenomenal little bad boys. And these are things that, you know what, guys, we should have invented these. I mean, this is like the trash bag. I mean, whoever invented the trash bag, I mean, you use a trash bag to throw away your trash, okay? And then you have to buy the trash bag again. (laughs) So Windex and Pledge, they make these great electronic wipes. And we've got all of them over at commando.com, some links to the ones that we pick. Um, but when we start talking about electronics, one of the things that drives me nuts is how many stupid cords there are, right? When you look in the back of your TV, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know which cord goes to which. Well, of course, Ben does because he color coordinates all of his cords so that this way you can tell which they are. But for the rest of us, we're like flying in the dark under the radar. But how do we finally get rid of all the cords, Ben? Okay, this might shock you, but I wasn't always so adept at cord management. You go back 15, 20 years, and (gasps) you had cords behind the entertainment center, behind the desk. looked like a rat's nest, definitely a fire hazard, but just a mess of cords. I mean, just things plugged into things. (laughs) Your parents must be so proud. It's like you grew up. It's amazing. Yeah, I did. One day I just, you know, flipped a switch, so... Yes, and it's it's such an important thing now for two areas, my home theater and my home office. And I'll start with the theater because, yes, I have, and I've, I haven't mentioned this before, I have a projector, a Yamaha receiver, Apple TV, PS5, a Logitech Harmony Hub that controls everything. I'm sure other things I'm forgetting about. Well, I updated it. Do you have a Nintendo it. Wii? Do you have a Nintendo Wii? Uh, yeah, we still have one. It's in one of the kids' rooms. We have the Wii, the Wii U, Switch. Uh, yeah, that, it's... My oldest has basically a collection of old consoles. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So do you have a Commodore? Just wondering. Do you have one of those? No, no. My my first was an Atari, but I don't have that. That's long gone. Oh, I'm so sad. You'll have okay. an Nintendo. All right. So there's a... That's good. All right. So we have like, I don't know, 120 different things connected in the home theater, which yeah. is awesome. And the It's fabulous. Yeah. So, so a few months ago, I decided to take it all apart and... When, you know, there's a process. So let's say you're doing the home entertainment theater and you've got surround sound. Do the speaker wires first, especially if you've got like, they're coming out of the walls. I've got a 7.2 system, meaning nine speakers. So get the speakers, hook them into the receiver, label them. You know, this is a subwoofer one. This is uh, the front left speaker. This is the rear surround, all that. Then after that, I put all the electronics and spots that made sense Run the power cords, label those too. Then the fun part, all the HDMI cords. You run those, you connect those, you label those. And yes, I use every, I have used all eight HDMI ports on the back of the receiver. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> no one has a crazy. And then to organize it, because they're labeled, but I bought a set of these cable management sleeves. Uh, yeah, they're black cloth sleeves. They have a zipper on them. And you can like bundles of cords, you just wrap them around them. So if you can see through the entertainment center, it makes everything look nice. You know, even though I probably got like a hundred cords back there, it only looks like two. 
So that and the same with my desk between all the, you know, laptops and monitors or the laptop and monitors, the hubs, all kinds of USB-C and USB-A cables. I did the same thing. Take everything apart, start from scratch, label them, get the wraps for them. And those sleeves, those zipper sleeves, you can get a pack of uh, four for around, you know, between 10 and 20 bucks on Amazon. And the labels, they're, I think you can get uh, around 200 of them for 10 bucks. Colors, everything. Wow. This is like, this is, this is amazing. I mean, this is like, I mean, your wife would just must go down there and look at those cords and go, Ben, I just love you. This look of awe, you know, she's not saying anything, but I can see it. (laughs) You know, you know that at that, at that moment, she's saying, I am so glad that you're the father (laughs) of my children. I mean, this is, this is Why are your teeth pushed so far together? Yeah, it's. You know, I caught um, Abby, my golden retriever, chewing on some electrical cords. You know, it was really bad. I had to ground her. But she's doing better currently <laughs> because she's conducting herself properly. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. All right. Allie, talk to us about <sighs> dust. Oh, okay. Well, I born and raised in Arizona, and so I am intimately familiar with dust because this is a very dusty, dirty place, isn't it? And I feel like you can, you know, dust your TV, your monitors, whatever it is. And then the next day they're dusty again. And it's such, it's such a pain, especially if you have, you know, a big desktop PC, um, dust on the surfaces. Yeah, it's gross. It's kind of annoying, but dust in all those little ports and everything that can actually do some serious damage. So you do want to clean these things. Um, ports are where, you know, Ben said he uses every HDMI (laughs) slot in his, (laughs) in his stuff. Exactly. So that's where you plug everything in. And, you know, usually like on your TV, they're on the back or the sides where you plug things in. You don't want to just go in willy nilly with a Q-tip, which will leave little pieces of cotton with a toothpick, which could break off. Um, You want to use something that won't break and won't leave anything behind. Don't use anything metal because that can scratch things or break the little pins inside. Now, there are lots of specialty products you can buy. We've actually recommended a few on the site um, that are great sets for, you know, your phone or your computer. They come with all these little special foam tips. A lot of them do look like Q-tips, but they're not going to leave that mess behind. You can also use compressed air. So if you have a can of compressed air around, um, don't shake it. Don't (laughs) stick it inside the port. Just hold it about an inch away. Um, You want to do it as an angle, too, so that the, the dust can actually come out and not just get pushed further in. And if you don't like the waste of compressed air, because once you use the can, right, you just have to throw it away. There are actually really awesome, you know, compressed, rechargeable compressed air, essentially. Um, You can find them all over Amazon and they're not that expensive. A few cans of compressed air would pay for it. So you just charge it and then it's, you know, this really strong little blast of air that you can clean things out with. You know, Ellie, that's really a good point because you're the one who told me about, hey, you can find like different cans of compressed air that are socially and environmentally good. One of the fun toys that you told me about and I have been giving them out as Christmas presents, is the USB arc lighter. Oh my gosh, you should see people's faces when they're like, I can ha- I can light a candle with a USB stick. I'm like, yes, they are phenomenal. It's incredible. I love mine so much. It's, yeah. It is. It's like a party trick. I don't have one. Oh, <gasps> Yeah, you need one, Ben. ben. It's, you know, you charge it with the USB. It I've just s- makes this. I've seen them just for some reason. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it just looks so cool. Like those, uh, uh, like, Tesla coils that you used to be able to, you know, 
those globes that were really popular in the 80s. <laughs> the, the, the only annoying thing is, you know, I, I, of course, always forget to charge mine. And so you're like mid lighting a candle and it, you know, runs out. But that's OK. You just pop it on the charger and you don't have to deal with lighter fluid or but they make a great gift like because I actually gave one to Ian because I thought, well, you know, here's a 20 year old guy. He should know about a USB arc lighter. And he I, and I, <laughs> he had a candle in the kitchen. I was lighting. He's like, Mom, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that's why they call me the digital goddess. OK. And he's like, oh, please. All right. Stay right where you are. We're going to be talking about cleaning up those subscriptions because, well, I know you've subscribed to everything under the sun. And then we're going to talk about how the best way you can take an inventory of your home. And do you have any hidden photos or maybe you have photos that you should be hiding because you don't want them to show up on your feed? And gosh, imagine if you just showed all your photos on your television around a family reunion or family gathering. And there's grandma saying, Boy, you look different in many ways. That would be a bad thing. And just a quick reminder to sign up for the current newsletter. You know, I have to do this because I want you to subscribe because I know you're going to love it. And that's why I'm here. Go to thecurrentnewsletter.com. You can see a sample and you can be up to date on all things tech in five minutes or less with every issue. That's thecurrentnewsletter.com. Stay right where you are. we got a lot more coming up. Hey, it's Kim Commando Explains, and joining me, of course, is Aline Ben. We're talking about cleaning up your tech. And, like, so, for example, um, maybe you're the type of person who likes to keep track of everything that you have in the house. Or maybe you don't have a record of every single thing that you have in the house. So you really need to compile the report for insurance companies so there's no question of whether something should get lost or stolen. Well, there's a great app that we recommend called Encircle, and it works on both iOS and Android. And it's really made where you just take a photo of every valuable, you attach notes, you can have the original cost, the serial numbers and appraisals. And I've been using it around my house as we've been moving and stuff like that. And it's really terrific because you just, like I said, you take these pictures of everything. It has no limit to the amount of photos you can take and you can add notes to each picture. Uh, there's also, you can add information about like serial numbers, purchase information. So this way you want to recover, replace your stuff uh, faster. And again, it's called Encircle. We have a link to it over at commando.com. One of these things that's part of the cleanup because it's getting you organized, kind of like that that task that Ben was talking about, like cord management. I mean, do you sit there like at night thinking to yourself like, wow, if only I had time to organize the cords? No, of course you don't. Well, except if you're Ben. But no, so many of us don't sit there and say, I wonder if I have an inventory. Well, now with this app, it makes it super duper easy. And I, normally we like to recommend three different products, but this is the best one that's out there right now. So it's something that you just need to do. Allie? Yeah, I, years ago, um, we lived in a condo and we got robbed. And I can just say from experience, when you're in that situation, you don't remember what was in your house. You don't remember what's missing. You're just kind of panicking. So it's, it's such a good idea just to have it around because once something happens, whether it's, you know, a natural disaster, robbery, anything like that, you're just not going to remember. That's not where your mind is. So were you guys in New York then? No, we were actually in Phoenix, um, and I, I was going to say lucky, but not really. It turned out it was it was somebody in our condo complex, and so most of the stuff the police found that same night, and so <laughs> we got almost all of it back. It's like, wow, so um, where'd you get the new TV that matches the couch that kind of looked like that was mine in my house? <laughs> yeah, uh, people saw them carrying the TV back to their <laughs> condo. Yeah. That's usually the first time. Hey, that's a good segue, professional segue to talk about TV and all these subscriptions. Ben, how do we clean those up? Let me just think about it. All the subscription 
you know, all the services. It's not Netflix. It's not just Hulu. I mean, Disney Plus, and you got the music, Spotify, and everything. And this just the other day, okay, there's this documentary I've been watching. It's 55 years of Star Trek. (laughs) And the only way you can watch the later episodes, (laughs) yeah, well, it's a 10 part thing. And uh, you can only watch the the back half of episodes uh, through the History Channel. I didn't even know they had a paid app, History Vault. And so I signed up for the, you know, the free trial which I'm sure I'll get billed for. I'll forget about that. That's the kind of thing. It's like you sign up for this, you forget about it. And then the five bucks or 10 bucks, you know, just continuously hits your bank every month. So one of the things I've done, and some of these services are signed up in mine, some of them in my wife's name, but what we'll do and what I'll do mainly is I'll go in my email and I'll go back and look, I'll search for terms like renewal or subscription just to make sure that, you know, that I can, because I keep track of these things in folders, but they're not always put there. So I'll do things like if that's not really helping, there are also apps like there's one called Truebill and it does a lot of things. One of them is help you find and cancel these kind of subscriptions. It can also help track spending, all that. Uh, there are some free features. Otherwise, if you want all of all of the things it offers, it uh, you can choose between Anywhere from three and twelve dollars monthly Ooh, to spend. That's that. a lot but of money. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it can be, but it's supposed to help lower your monthly uh, expenditures anyway. But canceling subscriptions, yeah, start with the email, go from there. If you're on, you know, if you're on an iPhone, you can actually check out your iTunes uh, subscriptions on your phone. I think you can do that on Android too. Correct me if I'm wrong, Allie. But, yeah, you can do that in the uh, Play there Store. There are ways to track those. Yep. You know, one of the so. things that I do too is that when we sign up for something, I actually set a reminder to cancel it, like, you know, in a year or three months or whatever it is. But there are some strange subscriptions. Like Barry signed up for the Fox News Nation and it was like $50 a year. And he, after like two weeks, he's like, no, there's really nothing on here that I'm going to watch. And he said, would you cancel it? So I go to cancel it. You're, you pay through the whole year. I mean, you can't, there's no retroactive. It's, there's nothing. it's like, That's how they get you. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. We didn't really like it that much. We just tried it for two weeks and now we want our money, but no, no, no. It's like, no, you're, you enjoy your subscription for the next, you know, 12 months. And like, okay, gee, thanks. So you should know this going in, but so you have all these tools just to remind you. And of course you can always just look at your credit card statements and start disputing things as well. All right. So Allie, we're going to switch gears there are people, and as a matter of fact, we were looking at various content ideas, and you had mentioned so astutely as you are that that there are certain websites that were teaching people how to hide their sexting photos, and those are hidden photos. And so how do you hide photos, which is very simple to do, right? I mean, you just hit share and you hide, and, and then people may want to go back and every once in a while, look at their hidden photos, correct? Yeah, you should probably know what's in there, right? If you're keeping it on your phone. But let's back up a little bit because I do want to make sure if you haven't heard us talk about how to do it before, maybe you have something you want to hide. I'm not judging you. I don't know what it is. But if you're on an iPhone, it really is easy. Like Kim said, if you have the photo open, you tap the little share button and then you can just select hide and it's hidden. That means it's not going to come up in your memories. Um, It'll be in an album in your iPhone called hidden So if somebody really knows where to look, they can find it, but it's a little trickier. Now, I have an Android phone and I use Google Photos, which is available for iPhone too. And I actually just got a push notification today asking if I wanted to set up a locked folder. So this is their latest iteration of this. It's really easy to use. 
This hides the photos that are in there from your Photos app and from any other app on your phone. You have to open them up by unlocking the screen. Um, they don't get backed up. They don't get shared. And if you uninstall the app, they actually get deleted. So this is the closest kind of actually built in hidden photos feature I've seen. If you want to use these things, great. But like we said, you should go in from time to time and just take a look around and see what's in there. Um, maybe something you hid long ago, you decide, okay, now that I'm let's say, out of the moment. I don't want this on my phone anymore. So you can actually delete it for good. The same goes, you know, do the same on your computer. If there are any folders and files that you think, you know what, it is just not smart for me to have this around anymore. And that could be anything from all of your tax documents just sitting on your desktop, which, you know, is not great. You should hide those a little more, or, you know, put a password on them. Um, but yeah, go through, check what's in there, get rid of anything that you don't want floating around in the world anymore. Because ultimately, yeah, this stuff is, you know, it could get out one way or another. These things are not foolproof. So do yourself a little favor, go in and check. And if you think that your spouse, partner, significant other may be cheating, this is probably a good spot to look, don't you think? Those hidden folders can can sure hide a lot. Yes, that's right. You know, there's a picture of me with Rem. It's actually me in the corner. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, listen, Allie and Ben, thanks for joining us. It was a great Kim Commando Explains. We passed along a lot of tips. And as always, if you missed anything, you can always listen again, which we would really love. We get two counts for four ears, which is really wonderful. And while we're on the topic of podcasts, make sure that you rate, you review, you give us a nice five-star review and say some kind words. If you have any comments about this podcast or if you want to hear certain topics, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to podcasts at commando.com. But be nice because, I don't know, I think like 12 different people in the company get that email. So you always want to be on your best behavior when you know it's going to a group. That's podcasts at commando.com. And just one more plug. Just want to be sure that you know about the current newsletter. If you haven't signed up already, you know, just try it. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. But I'm telling you, our unsubscribe rate is like 0.007%. Once people get it, they never, ever leave us. So again, head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. I'm Kim Commando. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again. <laughs>